Welcome to the Atlanta Tennis Podcast. Every episode is titled, It Starts With Tennis and Goes From There. We talk with coaches, club managers, industry business professionals, technology experts, and anyone else we find interesting. We want to have a conversation as long as it starts with tennis. Hey, hey, this is Sean with the Atlanta Tennis Podcast. We are in the Rejuvenate studio in Buford, Georgia, and in today's episode, we talk to Ashley Owens. Ashley is the co-founder of CourtReserve.com, which is a web-based software platform for racket sports facilities. Have a listen and let us know what you think. So I'll start with the first thing. Who is Court Reserve? And who are you specifically when it comes to that? Who is okay. Ashley Owens? And uh, tell me about courtreserve.com. You want me to tell you right now? Please. <laughs> so uh, about, well, I'll, I'll start with um, back in 2009, Tim and I were living uh, right outside of Charlotte. And I have a sales and marketing background. He was a developer. And uh, we came up with the latter idea of having tennis rungs. Tennis rungs was our first racket sports uh, software that was a ladder management system for clubs to use to run ladders. So that was back in 2009. We were club players. We played USTA tournaments, leagues, whatever. And we belonged to a little tennis club about 20 minutes down the road. And uh, we would drive over to the club and the courts would be full and you had to put your name on a whiteboard. And we were often frustrated about having to wait, having to sit there and wait for a court, um, having to, you know, uh, not understand what's happening at the club, not knowing when there's classes or clinics or how do you get a lesson, et cetera. So we were like, well, this is stupid. We're bright individuals. We should just create our own. Because what we saw in the marketplace was a lot of large organizations that charged a lot of money, no matter how big your club was. So it was a kind of pay a price and you use what you want, but you're paying the price. So we just celebrated five years and Court Reserve is the... I would say it was the most customizable product on the market for any size racket club, regardless of what kind of racket sport you are, um, because we are constantly making changes that racket clubs need. Um, they say, hey, Court Reserve's great, but what if it could do this or what if it could do that? So literally, Court Reserve is the only product on the market that the customers have driven over the last five years. I like it. So It keeps us hopping. <laughs> Well, and, and that's one of the uh, one of the interesting things, as you're saying, it sounds like you're taking the feedback and, and building it out. Because I remember talking to Tim saying, hey, can it do this? Can it do that? But my business does it this way. What about that? Where I take one of the, as you say, the bigger ones and I have a conversation with somebody at courts.com and they say, no, this is how we do it. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, and they're yeah. they're uh, I'll lean on Bobby a little bit to compare that with a, with a courts.com point of view of the customizable difference to be able to say, okay, this, my clubs, you know, Bobby's got a specific style of club in Atlanta that he runs as director of tennis at Windermere. And I've got my personal business of tennisforchildren.com and we do things differently, but mm -hmm. how much can we, can we fit the software into what we would need it to do? How does that compare with courts.com and your experience, Bobby? Well, they're very similar, and, and, and I'm very curious, actually, just because of the nuances of the nightmares that it, Atlanta produces. Are you got who does your software updates? When you say you know you're customizable, do you have a, a, a tech staff that does no, all this? Or we do. There are employees. They work for us and only us. So we're in constant, you know. I mean, all day long and, you know, of, of, you know, Hey, we have an idea board. So you should, guys should go out to court reserve. If you have a trial account, I think you do Sean. And in the idea board, that's where you as a customer or even when you're in trial mode, you can constantly look at what development's working on, what we've already released, the next releases, you can vote on the things that are important to you, just even the smallest of ideas. So you're talking about like, how, how do I run my facility versus running like an independent program in the community? And that's where you get to put your own ideas on the idea board. And if other racket sports club people, whoever's using court reserve likes your idea, they can vote. And the more votes that idea goes to the top, of course, 
And that's, we're looking at those top, top voted things. And then we're developing those sprints or development sprints for the ideas that, you know, the majority of our clubs and organizations need in a time frame. Now, are you guys independently owned? Tim and I own Court Reserve. Okay. So there was never a merger with Club Automation? Never, okay. never, 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 never. We've had several emails about people who would love to. <laughs> but Tim and I, it's important about how we treat our customers and how we run our business. And we are very careful about the organizations that you know, want to always, hey, we've got a great idea. We'd love, you know, we'd love to, you know, merge with you, merge with this, merge with that. But then you can't take care of your customers the way that you feel is best. So the way that we develop our product, the way that we price, the way that we do support, it's really important to us. And the only way we have control over that and the way that we take care of our customers is because we stay in control of that. So so how do you target an Atlanta market with so many different ranges? Or let me start with what would you call your core club? Who is most likely to use your service? Our core focus is rackets in general, any racket sport. And our focus is really those, you know, two to 15 courts, you know, and, and I say two to 15 because you've got uh, we have a lot of homeowners associations, a lot of those community-based courts, but we also have a lot of mid-size courts that are, you know, four to 10, six to 12 that need a product that will help them run their court reservations, their pros, their instructors, their lessons, and all of their programming, classes, clinics, summer camps, et cetera. They need a membership portion of that so that they can run membership fees through that. They need a way to have a, they get, they sell, uh, you know, balls and Gatorades and water bottles out of their pro shop. They need a small, you know, inventory management system with a point of sale. Um, so what we've done over the years is we started off with that reservation piece. And then we went to that instructor lesson module. And then we went to that point of sale and then that membership. And then that, so that's how court reserves grown. So our core focus is really that two to 15 size racket and sports club. And it's not even necessarily a club, an organization, a facility. So give me some costs, uh, let's say a, a two court facility, then mm -hmm. moving up to a six court facility, moving up to a 10 to 12 court facility that might need some POS. Sure. What are the differentiators? So the way court reserve prices is we have a base price of $25 a month. We have a lot of independent tennis instructors, coaches, and pros that don't necessarily have courts, but they run all of their programming through court reserve, their signups, their registrations, things like that. That's why we have a $25 base price. And so every time you, you know, you go to add a court, what's $5 per court per month. So if you've got a two court facility that does basic lessons, programming, et cetera, you're at $35 a month. You know, so if you have a 10 court facility, then you're looking around $75 a month. Now we also have some other add-ons and that's again, a great way for a organization who needs specific things that wants to use those things in court reserve, they pay for what they use in court reserve. So if they need, you know, waivers and agreements, they have their own club, you know, liability waivers or membership agreements, then they can pay our $25 add-on and use that, et cetera. We have a great pricing calculator on courtreserve.com that they can just click and put in what they want and what they need and their price pops up right there. Um, so again, we are a month to month. We never make anybody sign a contract because that makes us stay on our toes uh, because that means they can leave at any time. They can work with us and then bounce. Um, and so we feel it's the best way to do business with people. That way, when we come out with new features, they get to make an organizational you know, decision. Do we, do we want to use ladders? Do we want to use player matchmaker? Things like that. Is that important to us? So how do you infiltrate a market? You're coming to, you know, coming to Atlanta, you want to get a, a bigger stake in Atlanta. What do you do? What do you do? Well, we have strategically over the years started having, you know, relationships with, you know, USPTA, you know, PTR, those conferences that, 
you know, where we have gone to small regional meetings, we've done trade shows with them, we have done speaking engagements with them about, you know, the benefits of having a software platform as part of what you do in the club, getting away from pen and paper, right? So what we do is we really have those personal relationships. So in a couple months, uh, USPTA, we're going to be in Atlanta, um, I believe it's at the Atlanta Country Club, um, and they're going to have a, a regional conference that day, and we're going to show up, we're going to be an exhibitor, we're going to, you know, uh, connect with people. We're going to have relationships with people because that that's that's our brand of sales and marketing is that we want to connect with people when it's the right time for you to need something from us. Then we're there for you and you already know that you can count on us. And it's not a it's not a, a sales and marketing, you know, necessarily. Um, so that's what we've tried to do over the last five years is, you know, connect with local people. And because the best referral is word of mouth. When one tennis pros used us at a club and, and now they're moving to another club or, Hey, I'm looking for a software. Who can you recommend? Oh, Tim and Ashley, you got to call court, court reserve. So what have you done to reach the, the end users? So the end user is really not our focus right now because we, our market is that club pro, that club director, that club manager, that general manager of a country club, of an, you know, an HOA, a board of directors necessarily. So not so much in the tennis world, um, but definitely in that other world we call pickleball. Uh, it's a lot of player driven stuff right now, which we are in that market as well. So we've done some tournaments, you know, because we play tennis and pickleball and, you know, we go to some tournaments and stuff. And I would say that in this year, court reserve is going to be more um, on that player side as well, um, because there are a lot of community based um, pickleball people coming up in the ranks, ambassadors, they call them and things. And so with our new player matchmaker and leagues and, and tournaments and things like that, that's going to be something that we're going to be um more capable of, you know, reaching that end user player who goes back to their community and says, hey, guys, we got to use this because it's affordable. We can run our small local leagues and, and ladders with this. And uh, it's a great product. What would you say is your most relevant or most used feature? The app. The, the app. app. Oh, yeah, the app for sure, because it's a uh, it's downloadable on iPhone and Android platforms. Um, there's no charge to the player or the club. Um, and once the club or the organization or the community gets it set up, it's so easy to log on as a player, no matter what the age, and click and do exactly what the club wants that player to be able to do. The app is by far the uh, probably one of the best features of Court Reserve. And let me ask you, and I apologize because I wasn't clear, what within the app is the most, like you said, we, we, because this is one of our curiosities, what actually works? You throw the spaghetti, you know, one person has said, God, I want a, a, a matchmaking service. And, you know, you put the matchmaking service on and wow, we did this and nobody uses it because how often do people really want to call a stranger and say, let's go play tennis at a, 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 a different facility where nobody knows me. So this, this is really a catastrophe waiting to happen. So what do you see as besides the app, what is the feature within the app that drives people to you? Well, I would say it's, you know, again, Court Reserve, I'm, I'm not dodging your question, but Court Reserve is so customizable per club and they all run so differently. It's whatever that club needs. It's what that stickiness keeps that club to them, really. So if, you know, if a club really wants their players to go book everything online, then that is what they're going to love about it. If a coach is using this for signups for his programming for classes, clinics, summer camps, then that's that's the stickiness. So the stickiness for us is really we're so customizable. And I know I keep saying that word, but it's whatever that club needs. Our team helps that club set it up to work the best of that ability for that specific thing. And then it's what keeps them there. And, I, and trust me, I'm not trying. These are the questions we ask because this is the, the problem we see with Atlanta and the difficulty companies like yourselves have coming into a market and even outside of Atlanta, just scaling because mm -hmm. everybody wants something different. What do we do? What, and, and we're laughing because as we develop what we're trying to accomplish, people keep telling us, what is your core? What, where is your, your, your biggest revenue producer? And don't lose sight of that. And that's always hard because I, I get what you're saying and you, you want to be everything to everyone. 
and that makes it very difficult. Well, actually, I think, you know, when people come to Court Reserve, you know, and they try the product, we have a very um, hands-on, we're Southern, we like to get to know people, their organization, and we spend a lot of time with them before they even drop a dime on Court Reserve. Mm -hmm. So when they get a trial and we're helping them set it up and, and it's being able to set up to do what they want to do, that's what becomes sticky is because now we have a personal relationship with these people and we're able to create what they need in the platform. And because our platform has literally been developed by the racket and sports industry, other pros, other tennis coaches, other directors, then most of what they need is there. So if you got a product that has 90% of what you need, and then you can still influence that product in a way of the little things that, that are what you need for your specific organization, that's the power of what we have. And that really sets us apart from other competition. How many clubs do you have in Atlanta, in the metro Atlanta area? And then how many clubs do you have nationwide? So we are, you know, a private company. And I'll tell you in five years that we're marking on the 500 around the world. Um, specifically in Atlanta, I'd have to pull up a map and look, um, you know, different markets um, are infiltrated when Court Reserve gets popular because then people start seeing the app, they go play at a club, they go do this, they go do that. And so it is interesting when I pull up a map of Court Reserve clubs around the world, uh, there is, you know, populations of you know, that grow within a network, basically, sure. oh, absolutely. which is awesome. It's awesome, uh, especially because we love to go visit clubs. And so we can go see a lot of people at one time. And, and that's a, a lot of fun for us to do as well. Oh, since you said it out loud, see, you, you tapped into my personal bias and what I advise courts and what I, I say to anybody coming into the Atlanta market. I think everybody looks at the pros and considering you have two of them on the phone with you, we're not the best source all the time. <laughs> and it, it, that's why I always say, you know, I laugh that the pro gets motivated when a member comes in and said, hey, have you seen Court Reserve? This is really cool. Now you will get their attention because a member's challenging of, of what they know about their industry. Left up to the, the professional, the professional's got a lot on their plate. I'll defend them to the, the day, you know, but... If they're not hearing from outside sources, they'll be content. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. Why shake the boat? Even that's though right. there's, and, and we want companies like you to succeed. And that's, yeah. again, that's part of what we're doing is trying to figure out how to make the tennis playing community more aware of, of these, these companies that are out there trying to service the community. And you're not finding out about because maybe the hierarchy in tennis isn't doing their job as well as they should. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I mean, I think you're hitting on something that's, that's great because, you know, as a former club tennis player who played a lot of tennis and would play in tournaments and play in leagues and things like that, you know, even at our own club, we were frustrated because we just didn't know how to do certain things. And we wanted to, and we wanted to learn and we wanted to take lessons and we wanted to sign up for fun cardio tennis and classes and things like that. So, I, I mean, I, I agree with you, you know, and, and I will say too, that, you know, in that there's a couple of other racket sports, you know, markets, not even tennis, but like the pickleball and racquetball and badminton and stuff. I mean, those players are just as passionate as tennis players are for their own clubs as well. And so it, it's a great idea to consider. How many salespeople do you have? Oh, you're looking at her. Oh, okay. <laughs> for you. We, uh, we're a lean company and, and because again, you know, our, our word of mouth, you know, uh, we do a great job on, um, you know, uh, on Google, you know, people are Googling software these days because we're a software company. Right. Um, and so again, us going and, and doing these conferences and, and, you know, trying to connect with people, um, you know, that's what we're really passionate about. So it makes my job easy because I just get to be everybody's friend. So. I understand. God bless you, because I know it's a tough industry. You're not only selling your product, you're educating why they need the product. Because like you said, when you started this thing, 90% of clubs were pen and paper. paper. So. Oh, yeah. It's our biggest competitor. People are always like, who's your competition? Yeah. Pen and paper. Pen People paper. don't want to change. They think they have all the data they need. But again, when you use a court reservation software platform like Court Reserve, 
Like when you set it up properly and we're big on data and analytics and when you can run a report day to day, it allows club directors, instructors, managers to have real conversations about, hey, look, we've got dead court time. Where's the court utilization? Can we add another pro and, and bring in more lessons? Can we add another pro or, or open up more court time for open play, run robins, match, league play, margarita mixers, you know? So without real data, um, you know, they just, the revenue stays here. Whereas if you have the data, you can make those decisions to increase revenue over time. And we actually do presentations about that. Um, and it's not just for court reserve, it's technology in general, makes you more productive. And, you know, you're not putting paper checks in your pocket after lessons, it's in your bank account. <laughs> Here's the other, how many checks have I lost? Because they, they give it to me at the end of a lesson. I'm like, I got four more hours of this. Do and, not yeah, get me started on that. If you're still yeah. using a pencil, that's insane. Yes. And if you're still taking a personal, I've been, Bobby and I are back and forth on this all the time because a lot of people are stuck. Right. With the, you know, I, I say that the old archaic system of teach a tennis lesson and take your 50 bucks. Right. And I just, I think psychologically between service provider and client, I think the payment system should be as separate as possible. And we have so many good ways to do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, on the pro side, on the instructor side in court reserve, you know, um, they have, they one, have to know the technology exists to make their life easier. And then two, if they work with someone like court reserve that we can help them set that up, then they're going to be so much more functional during the day. And even with like text alerts, we just came out with text alerts. If you can literally send one text message to all the people on the court that it's raining and you're not having a call and text and email and you can go home and have dinner with your family and, and be done for the day instead of having to do all this, you know, onesie twosie. So technology, I mean, it's just, sometimes it's just hard to change. I've got to ask about the text alerts because as we run our business, we're, we're 10 and under focused kids. So yes. we've got to get in touch with the parent. And the yeah. parent takes longer to get the kid in the car and get them there. So as early as possible, we try to let them know. The text messaging just from your phone, there's just hard to do groups. Not everybody's phone works with the groups. So we use WhatsApp. And not everybody checks their WhatsApp because it's just not everybody uses it, right? So to have an app that, that everybody goes to, that everybody uses, that that's how you get your updates. And to be able to cancel or remind people or say, hey, the courts are ready. Get your butts out here. All of those things are fantastic. My question is, how do you choose which feature you're going to add into your software to say, thank you for being a customer. We're now better than we were yesterday, and it's included in the price you were already paying, or, hey, we've got this new feature, and we can now sell it to you for an extra add-on cost. How do you make a decision as a business what you're going to offer to continue improving versus still adding another cost to what I'm trying to do? It's all on the idea board. It's all from our current clubs and customers and organizations or, you know, new clubs and organizations that we are talking to each week saying, hey, do you guys do this? You know, do you, it, would you consider doing this? Like, I need a product. Yours is great. But could you do this? It's all around the idea board. It's all about is this idea that you are putting on the court reserve idea board and people are voting for, is it going to help make a difference for organizations that we currently serve and make their life better and make the platform better? That makes so, sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. And one of the things, again, just to, to get a feel for, because text, I had this conversation, I, I think Tim and I hooked up through LinkedIn pretty much right after I signed up for courts. So it becomes, uh, I can't bring my membership through something else immediately. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's a timing thing. They beat you. And, you know, they had sales, a salesperson in Atlanta. They tried to dedicate to the space, had a great conversation with them. And the kid looked at me and said, God, I really wish I would have spoke to you two weeks before, because I think we would have taken an immediate turn. And within a day, I had spoken to the vice president of the company and spoken to the founder, the CEO of the company, because they were like, wow, this guy has some knowledge of what's going on in this market. And I was like, yeah, only because I've seen too many things fail. And I, I like what you're doing and we want you to succeed. And that's the biggest thing. And we want to we want people to understand. But text messaging was the thing they promised me three and a half years ago. And, you know, you're you're a hand driven phone 
company, essentially, because you said the app is the most, how long does it take once it, on the message board to come to fruition? If we everybody decides this is something that, because like I said, text messaging would have been a huge differentiator. That would have been something three and a half years ago that if it was there, I would have said, you know what? I know we just went down this road, but this is just from a monetary standpoint. I know I send out a blast the night before. If I sent out a text the night before, everybody sees it. I can see through constant contact that right. only 35 people are opening my email. I know if I text them, they're going to see it. Yeah, for sure. So we work in quarters. So we, as a development team, we get together and we plan for a quarter for big projects. And then the smaller ideas that come through the court reserve idea board, we actually look at that twice a week. And if it falls into our two week sprint and makes sense for that two week sprint, then we can slide a smaller idea in every two weeks. But the bigger projects, we really plan on a quarterly basis. That way we can go out to our clubs, get feedback from them. What does this need to look like in your eyes? How does this need to work? Um, how are you going to use this? Right. So we have a lot of clubs that we talk to internally about how they'd like to see that built and build that, you know, based on the overview of how's it going to work best for everyone. So I would say big projects quarterly, smaller things, you know, a two to four week time period. Great. I like it. And where's the message board? You said I could find it in my yep, free you trial, but I am yep. struggling to find it. If you go up in the top right hand corner beside your name. There's a light bulb. Click on the light bulb. Mm -hmm. uh, where's my name? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a name in the top right corner. Is that a bad sign? So are you logged in to your court reserve trial? Says I have 11 free days left. Yes, you are logged in. Look up in the very top right hand corner. Yep. Do you see your name? Nope. So do you see three dots or three lines? Because it might be your screen resolution. I see a little drop down arrow. Hang on, let me okay. scroll out and then, oh, oh, make it bigger, Sean. Make it bigger. This is online tech support, live for everybody. <laughs> I see my name. I see my name. View release notes, light bulb. There it light is. <laughs> there it is. Okay, because that was a thing I've been looking for for the last few minutes, because I like that idea. I like being able to share, Bobby and I do those things all the time. We've got the, the Google Docs that we share, or the notes on our phone, and we can just kind of keep up to date. But this is really good because this allows you, especially if you guys are full-time with this, like this is the thing you care about, where mm -hmm. others might be, hey, here's my court reserve system and hope you guys enjoy it and I've got my job, you know, or the league guy that, we've known that too, the guy that creates a cool league software, but he's still got his full-time job doing something else. And the softwares don't they, they don't update they don't they don't really evolve they just kind of sit there for a while so right. in this case it allows the back and forth between what we want when we go through and say hey here's a cool idea and for you to be able to go through and find out if any of them are useful or even functional yeah and if you vote on something, you'll be notified when we, you know, move it along in the process, right? So maybe it's an idea that's waiting on votes. Maybe it's in the development process. And whenever it gets actually released into the product, then you get your votes back. So you can go and continue to vote on other ideas that are important to you. And player matchmaking is at the top. Seriously? <laughs> I don't know anyone who does that. Bobby, you know anybody who does that? You know how I feel about player matchmaking. <laughs> We've just never seen anybody that does it. And it's I, that's why one of the reasons I want to look. I'm wondering what the actual ideas are that are getting the most votes. Because Bobby and I have our own ideas how we'd run the world. You know, we, we're king of tennis. We, we have our own ideas. And we look in here and I go, oh, my gosh, player matchmaking is at the top of the list. So I but think that's, that that's – oh, I'm sorry. No, go, I mean, because again, that I think that's a nuance in Atlanta, as Sean said. We have Alta, we have USTA, we have several flex leagues playing to us as a director. I, I just had an HOA, you know, tennis committee meeting, and they're talking about, well, let's do, I'm like, guys, all you do is play tennis. I've been trying to, let's do a Christmas party where we put on nice clothes, we go listen to music because there's enough tennis. Is is something is that a popular feature in the Charlotte per se? I mean, I know you have the technology triangle. I know Carrie, I know Rob Autry's been trying to build that behemoth for yeah. how long? 
Yeah. And, you know, there, there's a lot, but nothing really compares to Atlanta. I mean, you know, ten, what is the tennis network? The two ladies that were out of Cary area that tried to do the little Facebook for tournament level players where they I could communicate. So. I, I mean, about that. it's a yeah. hotbed for the area. Yeah. But, you know, is, is that a feature in your area that people do? Because here there's just we, we just laugh because like real there's just no need. Between everybody yeah. you've played through all the years of Alta with T2, with what is it, a league tennis, there's it just if you want to play, you'll play. Right. Well, we actually don't live in North Carolina anymore. We moved moved to Florida in June. So what part? St. Augustine. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the player matchmaker feature in court reserve is we the idea just it's from clubs. It's from clubs that want to use it for an inner club. And that's where the ideas are coming from. And you got to remember, you know, it's a lot of um, not only just tennis, but pickleball and, you know, ping pong and, and badminton and, and, and all those other sports. So, you know, in the court reserve world, it is a popular feature right now because clubs and organizations who they want it for their own inner club organizations, I would say. Not so much, hey, I want to drive across town and play somebody I don't know. Because wasn't that courts.com had the idea of I can, I'm going to fly into Stuttgart and I'm going to go find, I'm going to log into my app and I'm going to find somebody to play tennis with. And it just, Bobby and I look at each other and go, does, does anybody do that? I just, I, and, and we're so stuck in our Atlanta concept that we, we look at it and think, I can't picture anyone. I've never heard of anybody looking up and going, oh man, when I travel, every time I land in Buenos Aires, I wish I could find a guy to hit with. I, I just don't know. I just don't know anybody that says that. Well, you, you you shut the room down, Sean. <laughs> I guess so, but and that's why this this kind of conversation is fun because it yeah. isn't just Atlanta. You know, in right. our case, our case, looking at at courtreserve.com, we say, okay, can what does this do for Atlanta that we may, may not know about it? We're so ingrained in reserve my court because it's affordable, and it was the only thing here for a really long time. Anything else coming out competing with, I'll admit just yesterday, uh, as the chair of my tennis committee here in my neighborhood, I'm pushing for courtreserve.com and I can't get it. I lose. I lose to reserve my court because it's a third the cost. It's it's just that much cheaper. And my HOA is going, I can't spend 750 Sean. I just can't do it. And they want to spend the 225 So I, I did my best sales pitch trying to say it's our, you know, two two tennis courts and one pickleball court facility but we just don't need all the features or whatever those things are. And we picture everything from an Atlanta viewpoint. We're kind of inside the bubble because maybe we don't have the players here that want to inside the club, find the other player at the club. Cause I think our clubs take care of that. I think that's a call to Bobby. And I say, hey, Bobby, you got any other four or five or got any other three Oh late, you know, lady that can hit with me. That's more of a, is that a personal club interaction with the pro Bobby that you would think here rather than, go to my app and find somebody else at my own club? Oh, I, I mean, this is why we're here. I mean, these are the questions that why we're here to try to unlock the the, the cycle, to, to try to make all these things more easy. And you're right, it's tough because we always left like, yeah, we, we speak amongst each other, but there aren't a lot of pros that do this either. I mean, we have the GPTA where we get and have our lunches together, but you know, they're, they're, they're scheduled the middle of the day. So if you're busy or if I'm on a court until 12 and I'm supposed to be someplace across town at 1230, it's not happening. So you don't get that networking opportunity. And again, what is it about? And you go back to follow the money and pickleball is is intriguing because the, the economies of scale are in our favor for a change. Where in Atlanta, literally, I mean, it's so embedded in the culture. Developments are built having two tennis courts that are lighted and a bathroom so that facility will be able to play Alta. And and, and I, asked, I don't even know this, Sean, let me ask you, what is Greg's charging now for, I mean, it used to be literally, if you had a two court facility, he would charge you $50 for the year. How do you, you know, it, you just can't compete with that. Right. I, and he's added features, so has he raised his price? But I mean, two courts used to be, it was $25 per court per year, and he went up, or I'm sorry, $50 per court per year and he would only charge you to the sixth court so i had a 12 court facility but he was still only charging me 300 dollars a year so it was a big deal 
to get courts to come on and it because it was a big difference i mean we went from paying 300 to paying and this is even with the bobby discount we're still paying more substantially more than we were paying we're paying a lot less than we should be paying but it's tough it's yeah, tough Greg, know, for, the for a company reserve, to get get their their stake in yeah and reserve my court has their two options their basic and their pro and the basic is still that it's $50 per court, but you still never pay more than $300 a year. Right. And so that's just, it's hard to compete with that low end price point. Their pro service, which also has now I can bill for court time or reservations and they do some pro management. And that is $75 per court per year with a max of 450. So I, I just couldn't get the numbers. I just couldn't get my HOA to say, yes to courtreserve.com is I, I put in a formal proposal i said here's why here's how we can pull this off here's how it actually pays for itself that i can actually monetize this this software and have it be a revenue stream rather than a cost for us and they're like no we'll take the 225. well i think it comes back to you know we want the organizations that we can assist and help, right? And there's a lot of functionality and features in Court Reserve that a lot of our, you know, clubs and, and organizations, you know, uh, get a lot out of. And so we're okay with, you know, competition in the area because, you know, a lot of the people that are currently coming to us are coming from larger organizations that charge way more for, what they're doing and their service. I just talked to a club yesterday and they put in a support request and it took two weeks to get an answer for a support request. And so when you're dealing a day-to-day -day business and you're talking about, you know, player money, club money, you're taking payments, you're doing memberships, you're paying for lessons through a software, you can't wait two weeks to get an answer. And so again, you know, we have live chat support that, you know, our clubs and organizations can in the court reserve product, they are talking to our support teams who are North Carolina and Florida based people who can right then give them answers. So, you know, there's room for everyone in this space and we want to help the ones that need our help too. So. Oh, you're far too nice. I uh, know. I like, I like that. answer. That's <laughs> you're far too nice. That's I'm a well shaped you. answer. Um, so I, th I think we've pushed a little bit. Let me give you, let me give you one, I guess, two last questions. Uh, the last one will be, I'm just curious if you have anything other than court reserve that you want to talk about at the end, just in case. But before that, I've got my typical king of tennis question, which in your case, if you were queen of tennis, wh what would you change? I mean, outside of software, court reservation, anything, we typically kind of focus it in the United States. But if you've got this idea that if you were queen of tennis and you could just implement something that you think would be good for the, all the peoples of the tennis world, do you have an idea of what that would be? Yeah, I would, I would make tennis, um, I, I would, I would make the matches in a, in a club or, or learning tennis. I, I would make matches less time. I would make them less points. Um, I know that USTA did that, you know, fast four tournaments and stuff. And I think, I think racket sports are a great motivator for kids and for people to learn a sport when they're younger. And I think that if we could reduce the, the match links and stuff for club players and, and, you know, community players, just so they would be able to play more, um, Tennis is a hard sport on your body as you get older. I know this. And so I think that, you know, if we could change a little bit of that and keep play, people playing longer, health would be better. Movement would be better. Um, families could play together longer. Um, and so that's the side of some other newer sports um, in the racket world um, where older adults are able to play and things like that. So I think that if I was queen of tennis, I'd probably change some of that so that more people could play. Sean, can I jump in? Because you, you brought up something that I love. It's not on our list, but you, I think it it helps. Same hat, Ashley, queen of tennis. What could tennis do for you that you think would be helpful and beneficial to what you're trying to accomplish with your company? Well, I think um, we need more pros. We need more instructors. We need more qualified people to 
be able to go out and, and teach people tennis, right? And when you have more organizations that get into this market, then that opens the door for opportunity for organizations like mine, right? Software to go in and, and to work with these independent teaching pros and coaches that, you know, are just teaching high school tennis, but it's, but they love it. They're teachers, but they love their coaching in the afternoons and on the evenings and weekends and things like that. So I think more, more opportunity for, you know, people to be certified to do sports like this, um, you know, because in the court reserve world, we're talking about racket sports, but really any coaches, we have basketball clubs, volleyball clubs, so we have, you know, all kinds of clubs, you can make a court anything, right? And so the opportunity for more independent coaches and pros to be able to teach and therefore be able to use our product at a low price point to do what they want to do and make money and to help people be more active. Sean, she's really sweet because what I she's know. saying is we need younger pros. Get yeah. the old yeah. guys the who new don't understand. People. <laughs> you old guys. I say that. <laughs> you need to retire. That's, that's what I'm hearing. I get out of the like, way. Get the old guys. But Your she's time way too passed. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Technology, what? I got a pen. It's not a pencil anymore. I heard I you loud and clear. You're still using a pencil. Get out. <laughs> we don't need you right. anymore. Oh, uh, you know, it's funny because um, – Tim and I, uh, for a brief period of time, um, we uh, were parent coaches uh, of a, a, a small private school in right outside of Charlotte. And it, you know, and it was only because the, the coach quit and our kid was playing tennis. And there was a meeting with the AD that said, hey, we don't have a coach. Who knows what tennis is, right? This is a lot of high school and middle school coaches. This is how their careers get started, right? And Tim and I loved tennis so much, and we had a passion for it, that we said, hey, sign us up. So we downloaded this huge manual and printed it off and started learning how to coach little kids. And we did their after-school program and their day program. And we did middle and high school it was it was a phenomenal experience in our life and these kids that come up through high school that are never going to go play college they still love the game and so if we could mentor those kids in high school to go and to continue that athletic drive you know and to and to give back almost to other people i mean it was it was it was an incredible experience we only had the opportunity to do it for 2 years cuz then they hired real coaches <laughs> but we learned a lot and we learned a lot about coaching because we we just soaked it up as much as possible. But it, it was an incredible experience in our life. We've been trying to, I say we, more me and, and Bobby's along for the ride a little bit in this world. Because for my Tennis for Children world, a lot of it is training the parent. Yeah. We've got to train the parent how things work. And I know there are books out there and there's all kinds of concepts. And, you know, we don't allow cheering anymore. There's a lot of like how to handle parents in this in this scenario. But in my world, it's almost always beginners, but the parent is a beginner as well. And yeah. the parent coach, I think, is a phenomenal concept because you don't have to be a great tennis player. You just have to want to be there and you want to help the kids or it doesn't, like I said, it's not, it's not a tennis specific thing. Yes, if you, there's a certain level you want to get to, you need a USPTA or PTR. You know, uh -huh. you want somebody who really yeah. understands it at a, at a deep level like me or Bobby. But just for high school, and you want to get the kids organized. I mean, my high school tennis coach didn't play tennis. Right. He was just the guy keeping the schedule and sent us out there and encouraged us and told us we were going to do great things. And it, it was more about the willingness of the parent or that teacher that we really appreciate that takes their time, because teachers have long days anyway, and they take their time after school at Bobby's facility, I've got a guy that I played high school tennis with who's coaching the local the local high school team there. You know, we're all adults and we grew up and we're doing our own things now. And I'm a professional coach, but he's just as good. He knows tennis in a, in a similar way. And he's there helping the high school players. Yeah. And it's and it's so much of that good encouragement to get the parent out there as well. But to train the parent. Right. To to be more confident to say, hey, you don't have to know that much. Just go out there and play and be nice and see how long it lasts before you and your child start arguing and you have to go home because parents, oh, yeah. parents see that a lot every day. But go out there, watch our videos. You know, we have those kinds of tools and those ty that type of content, be able to say, hey, just, just toss the ball to the kid, have some fun, go run around and enjoy it. 
one of the best memories of that time uh, each season. So we did the boys season and then the girls season, we would have, you know, parent kid tournament day and they played our own little, you know, mini tournament with their parent, whichever one. And it, it was incredible. I mean, it, the memories, you know, of th those kids playing with their parent. I mean, I never had that opportunity, uh, but it, it was just so much fun and it was fun for us. And I, and I hope it was a lot of fun for them too, but you know, we only get today. And so it was, it, it was just an incredible memory to, to have. Well, like actually, that. you sound like a great ambassador for the sport. We, we appreciate you guys getting involved. I will say, have you been in touch? I, I forget is John, there is a high school tennis association in florida that does throw some weight it's and i know tim can find him on linkedin uh that does work and again i don't know whether or not i think about what jason there are certainly features different features but i've already loved what you said earlier about the independent pros get, getting a hold of this because i've been trying to sell that idea as well to say this is a, a this is a way to legitimize yourself and look yourself make your even though you're not at one facility because atlanta we have the have hopper will travel because <laughs> again the economies of scale and so many tennis courts you have a lot of people that just have a hopper in the back of the car and again for years laughing and again taking a little shot at the powers that be you know we talk about the matching service well you could be a professional and there was no background check done on you there was no history. We didn't know your history. My buddy used to you could need a license to cut hair, but you don't need a license to go work with somebody seven-year-old. It's right. a little bit scary. Now they, they've done a, a better job and they're they're updating that and you do have to go through a background test and take classes. So more power. It's taken a while, but we're there. But uh, you know, Florida does have that already there in situ, you know, might be a, a good place for you to go look and make a contact and yeah, for sure. Stand. Yeah, so I know that what you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, you know, I think that, um, again, you know, just coaching in general, um, it, it's it's, you know, you do it because you love it. Right. And you do it because, you know, on the lesson side and the classes side and the camp side, you know, it's it's your job. You you know got to put food on the table. But at the same time, it's it's the other part of that, that that's what keeps people coaching for 30 and 40 years as well. Not that you guys, you're 29. I understand completely. But, you know, you know, down, down, down the road. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate being able to talk with you guys today. And, you know, the thing about Tim and I, we believe in the education of not only the sport, but pushing forward the idea that technology can really help the sport. And so any way we can do that, whether it's, you know, show up at a meeting or a regional or a national conference or, you know, just popping in and out and, and meeting people. I mean, that's what that's what our passion is, too. Well, fantastic. I would also recommend give John Hanna a call at Net News and mm -hmm. just see if he, you know, he'll do a, a, an article. OK, and just because, you know, he wants to keep everybody attuned to what's going on as yeah, well i'll do it for sure thank you it's awesome yeah, he was nice enough to do a quick little article about my book when i published in 2009 so i sold hundreds hundreds, <laughs> hundreds. maybe dozens i'm, I'm gonna back that. that down maybe dozens dozens of got books. 100 left if you want yeah. <laughs> exactly so john john Hen is helpful that way okay um but so last question and it doesn't have to have anything to do with tennis it's just, is there anything else that, you know, we, we've been hammering on, on your business and your software and how we can, we can help you and we want to get you successful as, as Bobby says, and if we can ever help with that for us, it's sharing with the Atlanta market, what is out there, but is there anything that's not court reserve related that you have on your mind that you would want to talk about, or we can just say goodbye now and you can forever hold your peace. Oh, wow. That's, let's see. What else? Um, We'll no, avoid politics and religion. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, well, I guess for us, uh, passionately, uh, you know, we just love to be involved in racket sports in general. So, you know, with the pickleball craze and, and you know, in tennis and everything, you know, I wonder what's going to be the next racket sport, right? What's going to come down the pipe that has been here all along like pickleball, but is going to come through. So I don't know. I think it's an exciting time whether you're coaching or in technology or whatever to be in this world of you know where we are um, and I think right now in the world that we live in people need racket sports they need to get out and play they need to 
you know, be active and be moving and be social. And um, so that's, uh, that's, that's my last uh, gem of advice. Move, play racket sports. <laughs> and you're in another, Florida is a hotbed for paddle tennis. I love Florida paddle is, tennis, yeah. I mean, that's an outrageous sport. That's not for the old and, I mean, it's, it's high fast. intensity. But Marcus, I'm trying to remember Marcus. He's there's another. Oh, Cadell, yeah. Yes, there so you go. Nice. I mean, he's, yeah. he's he's a good one to talk to because he's in everything paddle. So. Well, here in in St. Augustine, so Tim and I moved here in June, and they have the national paddle tournament here. So paddle tennis is with the paddle and the deflated tennis ball, and it's right. really popular, like in Venice Beach and Newport, California. But also, they play a national tournament here every year. So, long story short. We're playing pickleball one day and I see these people playing with this deflated tennis ball and it's, you know, pow, 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 you know, it's so fast. And I was like, Tim, we got to play that. He's like, I'm not playing, but if you want to play, you can go play. So I went over and introduced myself and with a group of ladies and they were playing and I, I played a little bit. And, and uh, one lady was like, hey, um, the national tournament's in two weeks and I need a partner. Do you want to play? And I was like, sure. So we went and I played in the national paddle tournament. Now we won one match. Tim and did play and we won one match, but it's played on the beach. It was amazing. Uh, it's a sport that I think, you know, is, is not necessarily growing, but kind of staying where it is right now. But what a fun sport that yeah. takes pickleball paddle almost right. And a, and a deflated tennis ball and puts it together. And it's been around for a long time. It was so much fun. And also a uh, big pickleball tournament is being held in Atlanta this year. Too. I know you have the big one down in Naples, but mm -hmm. uh, Atlanta, we're doing an 1100 participant pickleball tournament in May as well. So yeah, we'll be there. Very we'll good. There. We will look forward to seeing you. Very <laughs> yeah. good. Bobby and I can play together in the, in the seniors division. <laughs> <laughs> We've already established we're old. We've, <laughs> hard to hide the gray in the beard. This will be the, the, the name of the uh, podcast. Court Reserve calls out the age of the uh, <laughs> Yeah, this, this is why we only put out the video if we want to. Right. <laughs> because we sound younger than we look. That's right, radio voices. Exactly, this is why it's a radio. podcast. Well, this I appreciate your time, we both do, and uh, we're looking forward to talking with you more, and we'll see you when you come through Atlanta, of course. Absolutely. And we will definitely stay in touch. I've been, as I said, I was promoting for my facility trying to get that going and hopefully next year I can convince them that it's uh that it's the way to go but I'm sure when Greg comes on the podcast with Reserve My Court I'll have nice things to say about him at the time as well. Uh got right. to make friends with everybody. That's well, right. That's the tough part. They're all really nice people. You, yeah. We want them all to succeed. Greg's a great right. guy, Waleed's a great guy. You guys should really speak to Waleed, but I think they did just get bought. So they're they they're did. no longer yeah, they're no longer independent but uh, yeah. Good for them. So there was a bad, we, we were misinformed. We thought you guys went with Club Automation. Nope, not a bit. Uh, cool. rumors. Well, we're standing firm in Florida. Well good done. Good for you. Good for you. I like it. Well, again, well, we'll we appreciate you your time. And uh, yeah, when you come through, give us a call. We will stay in touch. And uh, let's talk again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Thanks, thanks Ashley. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. We want to thank Rejuvenate for the use of the studio. Be sure to check out the Rejuvenate Wellness is a Journey podcast at rejuvenate.com forward slash listen. Check out our other episodes at atlantatennispodcast.com. Also, find us at Atlanta Tennis Podcast on social media. Let us know what you think about our conversations, but also click that follow button. Whether you listen to every episode or just want to listen periodically, you can follow in your podcast app, which helps us keep the show going. With that, we're out. See you next time.